Welcome to From Tourist to Local, the podcast where I help you navigate your new life abroad and all the lifestyle changes that come with moving to a new country, leaving behind all the hassle and overwhelm. And who am I? I am your host, Mafe Salazar, a once tourist that became a local in Vancouver, Canada. So join me as I navigate the journey of going from tourist to local while having real and unfiltered conversations. Welcome to the From Truth to Local podcast. I am your host, Mafi Salazar, and I am here to help you navigate your new life abroad in a new country, leaving behind all the hassle and overwhelm that usually comes with it, because who the fuck wants that? <laughs> it is so amazing to be back. I feel like this rebrand was very, very, very needed because, well, the Spanglish show is my baby i absolutely love podcasting but the spanglisher just didn't feel really aligned anymore i guess that's the word that i'm looking for i feel like i had outgrown the spanglish show so i was i was ready for a little bit more so i decided to hire a podcast coach and we just went over like the whole strategy because my original idea was to do like weekly episodes, but obviously having a podcast, if you don't have a podcast, having a podcast, it's a lot of work because it's not only like me sitting down here and recording the episodes, but it's also the editing that comes after all the social media, like content that comes after the promotion of the podcast so that people can listen to it, reaching out to other podcasts I want to be on so that I can promote my podcast so then more people can find it. So there's a lot of work behind the scenes that you don't see because like you really only see the, the final product. And with that said, I believe the last episode that I uploaded was in February 2022. So over a year. And let me tell you what happened. Because <laughs> that was that's what we're here for. So basically, I had started therapy in January 2022. And I was just in my healing era, to be honest. And I had to basically go through and live through 18 years of grief that I had repressed inside of me. But that's like a topic for another for another episode, because I don't want to go into like too much detail of what happened here or what happened like last year. But anyway, just know that this podcast, I absolutely love it. This is my baby. And I honestly miss just like sitting down and recording these episodes because honestly, I have so much fun just recording these episodes and like the, the, I guess the process of interviewing people is also really fun. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just so happy to be back. But yeah, so the reason why I decided to do this rebrand was because again, like the Spangler show did not feel aligned anymore. And I just wanted to, I guess, reach more people and not necessarily reach more people, but like build a community of people, of immigrants, basically. But again, my tagline for the Spanglish show was like telling you the trials, tribulations and moments of joy of being an immigrant. And yes, that's fine. But also, like, I did not just want to focus only basically on immigrants. Well, yes, that's the bulk of what I want to focus on. Like, that's not the only focus that I want to have. Because I also want to talk about people that are digital nomads, you know? Like, they go through basically the same thing we do as immigrants. They just have to do it more often. 
because they changed places like so, so often. So I don't know. There's a lot of things that I wanted to change. And yeah, so here we are, new artwork, new music, new everything. We are even on Patreon right now, but I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, but today, I feel like I have told my story before, but I just want to go into a little bit more detail. I just want to take you on the journey that took me from being a tourist here in Vancouver, Canada, which is where I live right now and which is where I have been the past, holy shit, nine years. <laughs> yeah, because I moved here in 2014, so I've been here for nine years. And how, like, what, basically every step of the way, like, what I did to become now a Canadian citizen. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Like I am literally going to walk you through from day one until today. <laughs> so this is probably going to be like a very long episode. So yeah, bear with me. So the first thing that I want to talk about is how I decided to move from Caracas, Venezuela, which is my hometown to Vancouver, Canada, which is my home right now. So basically, I always knew that I wanted to move somewhere else. I remember when I was in second year of university, my aunt was like, hey, like Australia, like you've always wanted to go to Australia. Why don't you just go like on an exchange program? And I was already like in second year of university. I wasn't thinking ahead. But then again, like my life would be completely different. And I was like, and then at the same time, I met my ex. So I was like, no, let me just finish my schooling. I went to university for biology. So I have a, a, a bachelor in science in biology. <laughs> Do I use it right now? No, not really. <laughs> but anyways, I was in second year of university. And yeah, my aunt told me like, why don't you just go away for a year? And I was like, I don't want to waste. God, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I don't want to waste a year just going somewhere else and then coming back and like finishing because I don't know like I feel like I was afraid like oh like also I was 17 years old I was just about to turn 18 I think and then I also had just met my ex so I was like no like I'm just gonna stay here I'm gonna graduate with my friends and then maybe when I graduate university then I'll move somewhere else so anyway time passed my graduation date comes I have my dissertation, my thesis, everything is done. Like I'm done. Like the only thing that is that is left for me to like actually graduate is to go to the ceremony. So in growing up in my family, like I had always had a choice like of what I wanted to do. So when I turned 15, which is like the quinceañera, so I had a choice of, do you want a party, like a big, huge party, or do you want to go traveling? And I remember like when they asked me that question, I was like, why would I want a party where other people are going to enjoy more? And it's only one day. So I just want to go traveling. And I feel like that's when, like when the travel bug in me, like actually ignited and I just want to see like the world. <laughs> But then, and then again, like when I graduated university, they asked me, so do you want to, do you want to throw like a huge party or do you just want to go traveling? So obviously my like my lifelong dream when I was 17 was to go to Australia. Like I have always wanted to go to Australia. So it was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's just go. I just want to go somewhere. So that's somewhere um, was Australia. I spent there two months and 
honestly, I just wanted to stay. Like, I did not want to go back to Venezuela. But at the moment, at that moment, like, I was with my ex, so he had... He has a lot more ties than I do back home. So he was like, no, yeah, let, let's go back. Let's go to the ceremony because he was also graduating. Like we graduated at the same time like, and our ceremonies were like very close to each other. So yeah, so basically we were like, okay, let's just go back, graduate, settle down for a little bit and then figure out what we want to do. But I always like in the back of my mind, there was always like the little voice like saying, you don't belong here you're like this is not your place kind of thing not in a bad way I just I felt kind of like out of place like I never felt not necessarily at home but I never felt I don't know I just felt like something was missing and that was not really my place to be I don't know if that makes sense but anyway so we come back from Australia I had to I had to go to Colombia because like my my grandmother was very sick she ended up passing and then a lot of things just happened in that period of time because I remember we came back from Australia and then I had to go to Colombia and I spent there like a couple of months just because again like my grandmother was sick like we just decided to go there I didn't really have a job or anything to do I was fun employed I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life like in my mind I was just gonna go work at a lab <laughs> But yeah, like I did, like I didn't have plans. I didn't have anything. So anyway, like I ended up staying for a couple months in Colombia. And then I, I came back to, well, I went back to Venezuela and then I was kind of looking for a job. So I was like, oh, like I need to like actually make money because I don't want my aunt like paying for everything like all the time. So I ended up, I ended up at this. It was, it was, it was an office job and I was basically the assistant of the owner of the company. It was a, it was a small business and that woman taught me so much. It's crazy. And again, like in the back of my mind, I always was like, oh, like you don't belong here. You need to move. You need to go somewhere else. And that's always that, like something that I wanted to do. So come 2013, I started working with this woman and I like I obviously like always told her that my plan was to like go somewhere live somewhere wherever and her daughter actually had just moved I don't know like probably a year before I started working with her she had moved to Dublin so that kind of ignited like something in me I was like okay so like maybe I am meant to go somewhere else maybe for a little bit maybe for a while who knows so I started doing my research at that time. It was quote unquote, like easy <laughs> to move to Dublin from Caracas. And I say easy, it's because everyone was doing it. Everyone was getting visas approved. But then when I went to do it, like they were just not approving a lot of visas because they knew that they were people like people were just emigrating. And just like leaving Venezuela, there was like a mass immigration to other places, as you probably know, because of our dearly beloved Chavez. Anyway, so this woman was like, hey, if you want to go somewhere, like this is the people that help my daughter do things. I was like, okay, fine. Let's let me look into it. But it took me a while. 
And then obviously, like, I was in the process of, like, kind of convincing my ex. Like, I was like, we should go somewhere else. I don't want to live here anymore. It is, like, super dangerous. I don't like it. This and that. So we ended up kind of, like, talking about it. And I was like, okay, let's just go to Europe. Because it was easy for him. Because he, his family is from Portugal. So he has a Portuguese passport. And I was like, okay, like, Europe sounds easy enough. We can get around there. You probably don't need anything. So any, like, really, like, the only thing that we need to worry about is my visa. And we ended up going to this agency. And we were like, oh, I, I remember, like, we went to two agencies. So one was EF. <laughs> EF? Is it EF? I think so. English first. I don't, I, like, honestly, I don't remember the name. Maybe it is EF. Maybe it's something else. And then we kind of applied. Because, again, like, we were supposed to like only be gone for a year so we were like okay like maybe let's go to the states see what's up let's go to san francisco live there for a year and then see where we're moving so we went there they gave us the quote it was like a stupid amount of money just to go to san francisco for a year and then what we wanted was like work part-time or like we wanted like some sort of program that would let you like study english and also work part-time because obviously we didn't want our family paying for everything so anyway, we we went there. The amount of money that they were asking for was like ridiculous. Then, well, we ended up going to the other agency, which was the agency that did everything for for my boss's daughter at that time. And so we so we went in. I remember I was like super fixated. I was like, I need to go to Dublin. This is where this is where I want to move, and this is what's happening. I had never in my life ever Google Dublin or anything. So yeah, like <laughs> I didn't even know where I was. Like the like my goal, like my only goal was I need to get out of here. Wherever it is, I just need to get out of here. So I went to the agency and they were like honestly like Dublin or like Ireland in general right now, it's not it's not a great idea to go there just because they're probably gonna deny your visa because there's a lot of Venezuelans like immigrating there right now and there's a lot of people that are getting visas denied blah 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 whatever and I was like okay fine what are the other options and I remember I remember so clearly the the girl that was helping us she was like okay like what about Canada I was like what Canada are you fucking crazy <laughs> do you want me to die <laughs> I was like, no, like Canada is, it's so, so, so cold. I don't ever want to have to experience winter. Like, I don't want to be at minus 50. That is so insane. Like, it's too cold. Like, I probably had never, Canada had never even crossed my mind to visit. Like, why would I want to go to Canada? So she was like, well, like Vancouver is not too bad. It's actually very pretty. And you know what, I'm just going to give you like some information about like Canada and like all the cities that I have. But Vancouver's like really popular right now because I don't know, it's, it's beautiful. It's this and that. And it's not as cold as the rest of Canada. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like not as cold as the rest of Canada. Obviously, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> so she was like, okay, like here's, here's some information. Go home, take a look decide what you want to do and then come back on like Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. So we go home, me and my ex, because we were doing everything together. 
And and I was like, you know what? Like, honestly, you do the research because I don't care where we go as long as we're out of here. That's how desperate I was for just going somewhere. Go live somewhere. Like, I don't, I just want to get out of here. Take me out of here. I don't care. I just, I don't care where I go. As long as it's not minus 50 degrees Celsius. <laughs> so we go home. He investigated. He's okay. Vancouver looks really nice. It was never on my radar, but it looks really nice. Weed is legal. It's not as cold as the rest of Canada, like the girl said. And... And yeah, I, I feel like we would really like it. I was like, okay, cool. So let's go. Let's do all the paperwork and let's just go to Canada. <laughs> so we made the decision of coming to Vancouver. I feel like everything happened so fast because we started our paperwork in like February and then we, February 2014, and we moved here in May 2014. So three months. Everything happened so fast and I like, I couldn't even believe it. It was crazy. So we, we get our paperwork ready. We buy the plane tickets. We bought like just one way plane tickets because I was like, our plan in theory, our plan was to, okay, let's just go to Canada for a year, stay there for a year. And the goal is to move to Australia permanently. <laughs> 10 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> So anyway, we, so we ended up coming as ESL students, which is English as a second language student, which basically meant that we came with an ESL school. So they would give you, I guess, I think they would give you like packages where you would, they would give you a, like you obviously you pay for everything, but you would, they would give you accommodation and food or like some foods are 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 provided by by your home state like the, again like depending on where you stay and there's obviously like different packages if you know people here and then you don't want to pay for the homestay because it's a little bit more expensive because obviously like they have to pay the people for the rent or yeah so yeah there's a lot of esl schools there's a lot of like different packages i believe that we were kind of like the last ones that were able to come on a student visa and then we were able to work 20 hours while studying English because I don't think you can do that anymore. So you would have to go to a post-secondary like school and then take an actual program to be able to qualify for that. I believe, I don't quote me on this, but I believe that that's what's happening or that's how, like if you wanted to come here to study English, you can, just can't work. And as I said before, like this was really important to us. So we did all the paperwork, bought our plane tickets. We came here. And so at the very, very, very beginning of you moving here, and then remember, like this was not supposed to be our final destination because it was supposed to be Australia. But we got here and I don't know, like we, I kind of felt like I was, coming back like from somewhere I don't know like the feeling was like super weird so we I remember our plane ride was like so so long so long it was ridiculously long because at that time is when everything like started to shut down in Venezuela so there were no direct flights from Caracas to 
Toronto, which it was like how people used to travel to Canada. So now we had to go, I think it was like Caracas, Atlanta, and then LA. Was it LA? No. Or Seattle. Or maybe LA, Seattle, and then Seattle, Vancouver. And I remember we got here. We got here on May 21st, 2014. And it was cold. <laughs> well, like not cold, but it was cold. For me, it was very cold. I remember that I was wearing Ugg boots. <laughs> and now it's the middle of May and I'm wearing like t-shirt, well, like bodysuit and shorts because it's so freaking hot. It's 24 degrees right now. And I am like sweating. <laughs> So anyways, we get here, we get picked up at the airport because we were like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with anything. Let's just pay for a driver that's going to pick us up and drop us off at the homestay that we were staying and me and my ex were staying together. They made an exception because we were obviously a couple, but usually they did not do that because what they want you to do is to... Like for you to be like basically immersed in that culture and learn the language. But for me, I was like, I don't care. Like I already know the language. I already know how to speak English. We're just like, this is our excuse to be able to go somewhere and live somewhere for a year. Because for, for being a Venezuelan, it's really hard to get visas to anywhere. So really the only way for me to stay in Canada for a long period of time was not like tourist visa was definitely like out of the question so and then again like we wanted something where we could go to school or that was like our our excuse go to school and also like work because we wanted to make money on the side so that was like the first thing like i came as an esl student i did a course or like an english course for course for six months and then when that ended i had six more months on my visa to be able to work my first job here was like fucking crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit more about that in later. So we get here first day. Like, I feel like we got here on, I don't know, probably like a Wednesday, Thursday or something like that. So we were obviously like exploring the city, being tourists. We went to all the places. I remember we were staying close to Metrotown. So we went there. We went walking because we didn't know how to use the SkyTrain. And I was just amazed, amazed with the amount of things that I was experiencing. But also it was it was it was a weird feeling because I felt like a tourist still. But then I knew that this was going to be my home at least for the next year. So that's a very mindfuck number one. Yes, you're going to be staying here. This is going to be your home at least for the next year. Because I didn't know where, where I was going to go like after. And then also like the mindfuck of being like still a tourist. Because you're still getting to know the city. You don't like we didn't have any friends. We didn't know anyone here. It was just basically just like someone dropped us off here. It's, okay, live your life. <laughs> <laughs> so making friends at the ESL school was actually not that hard because like obviously everyone's on that same vibe everyone just wants to enjoy their time here we and we also came 
in the spring which is honestly like the most amazing time of the year in vancouver it rains a lot but it's also so beautiful and so fresh and so nice compared to like other cities of canada so honestly like making friends was not that hard i my best friend one of my best friends right now it was really funny because we met at that esl school and she told me that when she saw me walk through that door in the classroom, she was like, she's going to be my friend. <laughs> and here we are, like nine years later, we're still friends. I am the godmother of both of her kids. Yeah, we have an amazing relationship to this day. So those six months passed. I graduated from, from that ESL school. Thank you for my friends and thank you for my teachers. <laughs> if anyone from ED is listening, I know that you are going to know what I'm talking about. So yeah, like it was time for me to decide what are we going to do with our lives? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to go to Australia? Are we going to work for a little bit more? What are we going to do? So I we graduated, I believe. So it was like six months. So we probably graduated in like November. November and then we had December and like kind of, yeah like the rest of the six months to basically figure out what we were gonna do so basically we had until April of 2015 yeah 2015 to figure out what we were gonna do then come yeah yes I think so I might have dates like a little bit wrong because like obviously like my memory like it's 10 years of of things that I have to remember basically <laughs> so anyway our course ends and then we're like okay what the fuck are we gonna do are we gonna go to Australia are we gonna stay here we really like this place and we had a lot of friends already like we made a lot of friends like really fast and which is great but again like all the friends that we had were ESL school students which meant that while some of them mostly the Venezuelans wanted to stay, the majority of them were just going back home. So we were basically like saying bye to literally like a new person like every month. And it's okay, like we're going here to eat because we're like, this is the going away party for this person. And then we're going here because like this is the going away party for this other person. And you know, like that's how we basically live, which is not great because like obviously you have to say bye to like everyone, like someone like every month or something like that. So we were like okay like what are we gonna do we're we gonna stay here are we gonna go what are we gonna do so we decided to apply for a student visa because so one of the ways that you can stay and that's like the long way is by coming here as a student then you study for you take up like a two-year long program and then after that which is which is what i did i took a two-year program at BCIT, which is a college here in, in British Columbia, BCIT, British Columbia Institute of Technology. And so I took a program at BCIT for two years. And then when I graduated from that, I applied for a, what's it called? Post-graduation work permit. And then they would give you that permit for three years. So in those three years, you would have to find a job and you would have to find a job or something that would that would basically let you stay here if you wanted to stay if not then again like you can just go home 
and everyone's happy. You leave Canada and you, like another person that you say bye to. <laughs> so we decided to go to BCIT and I have a joiner. Hello, Abby. This is my beautiful dog. <laughs> and you can only see this if you're on Patreon. Okay, so I decided to take a marketing course because I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know why. I feel, I think that this, it was the cheapest and the one that required the least amount of studying from what I remember. So I was like, yeah, like this is it. This is cheap. Well, cheap because obviously like prices for international students are ridiculous. So yeah, like this was it. Like this is it. Like I won this. This is two years. This I can apply for a post-graduation work permit after. That's that's what's gonna happen. Like this is this is this is what I'm gonna do. So we apply for a student visa. We both get the student visa, and because we were both gonna go to school, because we didn't want to do like any common law or anything. So we apply for a student visa. We both get the student visa. And then when it's time to actually, so this was like, we were supposed to start school in September, 2015. And I remember that we moved, we moved to a new apartment, me and my ex, we moved to a new apartment, July 1st, 2015. We lived there for probably two months. And then he decided that this was not it for him. He didn't feel at home. He, and I feel like you've, you've probably heard this story from before, but he didn't feel at home. We, like our relationship was not growing or like really doing anything anymore. So he decided to move back to Venezuela. And I was like, okay, like, great. That's the only place where I'm not gonna follow you. And I didn't. So I ended up staying here I moved to a house from hell <laughs> that I used to live with. How many people was it? It was like five boys downstairs and we were five girls upstairs. Like it was like, it was a two level house, but then the downstairs and the upstairs, like we didn't really share anything. Cause like the downstairs, like they had their own like kitchen and laundry and everything. And the upstairs, we had our own laundry kitchen and everything, but it was, it was wild. <laughs> So anyway, I moved from my dream apartment or like from my dreamy, dreamy apartment. We live in a studio in a super nice part of town. I moved to this house from hell with my best friend. And yeah, so actually I feel like that's when my journey like actually started because so I finished school. I started, I started a job and I feel, I feel like that was the time where, where I first felt that I was like, I didn't, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why, like, why did I decide to just be here and stay here? Like, this is not, this is not it for me. But anyway, like, obviously like I was very depressed cause like I had just ended like my relation, my eight year, seven year relationship with my ex so like I didn't know any better I didn't know how to be single like all I wanted to do was just like go into a relationship like right then and there because I don't know what I was thinking but yeah so after he left I remember I went to school I aced my school and then that was like the first like trimester that I had gone to school so I went away for a month I went to Miami just to like 
to see my my aunt because I hadn't seen I had not seen her for like over a year. So it was like the first time like actually seeing her after moving here. And I remember like in the back of my mind, I still had a little voice that I'm like, oh, like you should probably move to Australia. But then I remember that coming back like that plane ride back when I was landing in Vancouver, I was like, like, why, why do I want to go like anywhere else? This is home. This feels like home. I actually love this city. So I came back and then I was like, okay, like I am committed to this. Like this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. And I remember that we have to move like from the house from hell because the guy was going to sell it. He was going to demolish it. I don't even remember what was happening, but anyway, like we had to move. So we found this amazing place, like a couple blocks away from there, me and my best friend, it was a two bedroom, one bathroom basement or like ground floor suite, but it was a basement. And I lived there for, for two years, two and a half years, probably. Yeah. And yeah, like again, like that, like after the trip is like when I felt like this was actually home, that I actually belong here. So when I moved to that house, I was like, okay, like I need to make money somehow. Um, because I need to pay for rent and I need to stay here. And I also need to pay for my schooling, even though my aunt was like, obviously helping me. So when we moved to that house, no, actually before we moved to the house, we met my other best friend because I have two. <laughs> so we met my other best friend and it was just the three of us. Like we met and it was basically love at first sight with all of us because we became like close, like really, really fast. And we have shared like so many amazing moments. So I decided to stay here. This is home now. And then I remember I was, I, I had that job that one of my friends like helped me find, but I was like, I wasn't really happy there. So, and I also wanted more. And I have always had an issue with money. I am still trying to figure out how to basically manage my own financial situation. <laughs> Even though I work in accounting right now, how, how ironic is that? But anyways, I wasn't very smart in making money choices when I was in my 20s because I was in like in my in my mid 20s, like when because I moved here and I was and I was 24. So when I moved to the other house, I was probably like 25, 26. So I wasn't very honestly, I was not very, very smart. Like I did not make any like smart choices like money wise, like financially wise. So yeah, like I always, like I always had two jobs, like always, always, all the time. I had always had two jobs. I had two serving jobs at that time. And I, so I remember that I would go to work in the morning. I would work in the morning and then <laughs> One of my friends, he used to work like close to BCIT or like to where the campus was or is. And he would, cause you know, like I love to party, like party mafe, it's fun mafe and it's great. I love to party, I love to drink. I love to do all of those things. And I remember every time that I would, like I would go, like every day that I had school, we like I would go like work in the morning I would stay there or like maybe I would just go home because it was kind of close like I I live like kind of close from to downtown so I 
I either went home for whatever, like do my homework or whatever it was. And then I would come back downtown and be like, I call him and be like, hey, I'm here at the keg. Let's go for happy hour. <laughs> and he's probably listening to this and laughing because he knows like it's true. And I would just wait outside the keg for him. Like the keg is a restaurant here in Vancouver. I would just wait outside the keg for him with a joint. Okay, like I was like, we only have half an hour to do drinks, have an appy, smoke a joint catch up, whatever, because I have to go to school because I remember my, my classes like started at 530. <laughs> so I like that was like, I feel like that was my last year of of schooling. Like it was just me drinking and smoking like right before class. But I ended up like still graduating with distinction, which is to me is like fucking crazy. But anyways, I graduated from school. I went to Miami with my best friend and her ex her boyfriend at the time and I was like okay like I need to do something with my life when I come back like I need a summer job that's gonna pay for the bills and then I need to focus on actually just finding a job that is gonna help me stay here in Canada because like that's what I wanted to do so I remember that I came back from that trip and I was like, okay, like I need to actually like figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life because I have no idea. Like I need, I'm going to just get a summer job that's going to help me pay for my bills. That's going to help me pay for my credit card. I just need more income. So I ended up applying to this restaurant. And again, like this was supposed to be my summer job because I was supposed to go look for a job in marketing that was gonna help me with my status here in Canada. Remember that at this time, I had a post-graduation work permit. So, so I go apply to this restaurant and I applied, like I started working there in like March, 2017. And I remember, remember that at this time I was looking for something that would help me stay here. So I remember that the office manager there oh like they were looking for a cash person on the weekends which basically did all the tip outs all the cash outs and everything for the weekend and i was like okay yeah like cool i i will train for this position and i will do this on the weekends like no worries because like they are like they already had a like a full-time office manager at that time and i was like yeah cool like i'll do it for the weekend while again like me thinking that while i'm gonna look for something else in the meantime because Again, like on my mind, this is this was only going to be like my summer job. Like I'm just going to be here for the summer. I'm going to make money. I'm going to pay for my things and I'm just going to move on to something else. I was like looking like actively looking for something. So this opportunity came up of being like the cash person for the weekends. And I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And then while I was training, I didn't know that the office manager at the time, she was applying for a job at the head office for this restaurant group. So great. So she trained me and then she's okay. Like, actually we need to hire someone else to take this position like full time. Cause I'm actually going to move to this new job. And I was like, okay, cool. Yes. I want the position because honestly, like I don't want to work weekends. I just wanted to work Monday to Friday, eight to four or whatever it was. And yeah, again, like just for the summer, just make money and go. But then when I, when I, so when I took this job, I was kind of looking into what was required to be able to apply for permanent residence. 
And I realized that this job was going to help me like actually stay here. So I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just, I'll just stay here for a little bit. And then I am just going to, yeah, I'm just going to stay here for a little bit. And until I get my PR and then I'm going to find something else. (laughs) So fast forward two years, which is like the amount of time that I was supposed to stay there for. Fast forward two years. I I applied for my rest like for my PR. I got it because again I had been there for two years. I was able to like I was able to use that job as part of like my Canadian experience when I applied for my PR. And I got my PR from there. So I was like, okay, like great. Like now it's honestly like at that point, like the job was like very repetitive and I was one of the best office managers in the company. (laughs) Bailing it, truly I was. So yeah, like at that point, I was honestly like burnt out. I was like, I don't want to have to have like two jobs anymore. Or I honestly, what I didn't want was surf anymore because my job was to be like a office manager in the morning because it didn't, it wasn't like 20, like 40 hours of work a week. It was probably like 25, like 30 hours a week, which is, Again, like not a lot. So like living in Vancouver, it's a very, very expensive city. You basically have to figure out how to live your life. (laughs) So I like at that point, I was very like overworked because I would always be the girl that if someone needed a shift cover, I was like, yes, me, don't worry about it. Like I'll cover it. I need the money, whatever. I was so overworked and so burnt out. Like, I didn't even realize, like, how overworked and burnt out I was. So, at this point, I feel like this is when I started, like, reading self-help and, like, self-development books. And that's when I actually started my healing journey. But, again, like, that's a story for another episode. But then, yeah, like, I was, like, so overworked. And I was, like, why do I have to make my life so difficult? This doesn't have to be that difficult. So I was like, okay, let me find a job that is going to help me pay for all my bills. And let me just have, let me just relax and have one job. And that was in, so I started looking for a job. And the, so there was a position. I remember that there was a position that became available in the, in head office of the restaurant that, that I, that, well, that I currently work at. And I was like, okay, let like I'm just gonna apply here and see what's what's up. And yeah, so I ended up applying and um I remember that it was down to me and like some other girl. And then the first time they did not give me the job because they thought I was gonna leave. <laughs> so like that I was going to leave or like that I wanted something else. And I was like, honestly, like all I want is to have one job and not have to worry about anything else. <laughs> so that was in, I believe they filled the position probably August, September of 2019. And then they were like, sorry, like you didn't get it. And I was like, okay, cool. No worries. No problem. I'm just going to still, I'm going to still look for other jobs. Cause again, like I did not want to stay in the same job that I was also I didn't really like the manager that I had at that time so I was like I need to fucking get out of a restaurant because I don't I don't want to serve anymore I don't want to 
have to fight for shifts during the winter. I don't want to have to have a pay cut during the winter. Anyway, so I, like, again, like, I started my, my search again. Like, I was, like, constantly searching. And then head office for this restaurant, they were, like, okay, like, actually, one of the other girls is leaving. So there's another position and it's yours if you want it so i signed my contract november 19 2019 is when i started my new job and i didn't have any experience or anything in accounting so i kind of just fell in there because again like they gave me the opportunity because i knew how to the how the restaurants work i knew there's an important piece of of the restaurants that i work at that is like very specific so like i obviously knew all of that so i had an advantage over all the other like candidates or like the outside candidates, I guess. So yeah, anyway, so like my ex boss, she's not, she's no longer at the company. She was like, Hey, like the job is yours if you want it. And I was like, okay, okay, sure. Like I will, I will definitely take it. And honestly, that was a blessing in disguise because we all know that like the year later in March, the world like shut down. So anyway, so again, like my goal was to just have one job, did not want to worry about anything. But then I was like, you know what, like I can now afford to live in a better place and I can afford to have a car because why not? So made the move, got a new car, moved to a new place, had a new job, everything new. So at this point, again, I... My goal was to just have one job. And then I did that for a whole month. (laughs) And then I was like, I need more money. I need more money. I need more money. And I know that obviously like easy money, well, easy money is made at restaurants. So I was like, okay, I'm going to host because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to serve anymore. Like I don't want to have to talk to people. But then like when you're a host, like you're talking to people all the time. It's exhausting, you know? But anyway, so... I take this job at another restaurant, a completely different restaurant. And I remember that I was like, I, I absolutely hate this. I don't like it. Why am I doing this? And I remember that at that time I joined a program, like a business program. Cause I like, my idea was like, I want to have like my own thing. I want to have my own thing going on. And at the same time I was talking to another server at the restaurant that I was working at before. And she was like, hey, like, I have my own business. It's great. You should give it a try. You should try becoming a virtual assistant. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, how like, how am I even going to find, like, people that want me to do, like, their things? It's just, honestly, it's hard, but you can do it. Look into it. Follow these people online. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I was like, so that was, like, kind of my, my first step. And then I was like, okay, yeah, great. Let's just do... I'm just going to give it a try. Let me see what this whole, like, having your own business thing is. Then again, like, this was in 2019. I, I like, I was going through a course, but I wasn't really going through it or anything. Like, I was not doing any of the assignments. I wasn't taking it seriously. So, fast forward, March 2020, everything shuts down. Like, at this point, like, I only had that one job. And then I was like, fuck, like, I actually need to look into doing like my own thing because I don't want to be working for someone else my whole life 
I don't want to have to be doing this. I don't want to have to depend on if the world shuts down kind of thing. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's just look into this virtual assistant thing a little bit more. So I started going through the course. I hire a business coach and I, in, I think it was like July or June, 2020 is when I actually launch my business, which at the time it was called Mafia the VA. So I remember that I signed my first two clients like super fast. Like I remember like I set up my profile. I I don't even know how I like how I ended up getting my first client. I think it was a referral. I'm actually like interviewing her for the podcast. And yeah, like she found me. We started working together and like one of the tasks that she that she wanted me to do was edit her podcast. And out of everything that I had to do, like that was the one task that I absolutely enjoy the most. Like having to edit the podcast, having to come up with the show notes, having to come up with the, well, like there was no audiograms at that time or like I didn't know how to do them. But then yeah, like she, she helped me like learn a lot about podcasting. So I was like, hey, like maybe, and then I had like other clients that I did like other things for. Then I was like, ah, you know what? I don't like this. I don't I don't really enjoy doing these other things. Like what I really enjoy is doing a podcast and or like doing the podcast things, tasks or whatever. And I and I was okay. So I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to pivot into podcast management. And so I did. <laughs> and that's how this podcast was born. That, that's how the Spanglish show with Matthew was born because I wanted to have something to be able to showcase to my potential clients that, that you know, like that I was, that I was writing, that I like, that I knew how to do this podcasting thing. So yeah. So basically like I was looking for something to do during the pandemic to again, make more money. Cause like that has always been my struggle. Like, to become financially independent and then eventually to leave my job. <laughs> so that's how me becoming a pack, like how podcast management as a business came into fruition. So my business like slowly evolved from Mafia the VA to what it is now Mafia the podcast manager. And yeah, like I, like I am absolutely obsessed with my business. Like I love it. And yeah, like I love launching podcasts. I love helping other people like tell their story. I love telling my own story and like just putting it out there in the world just because it's so amazing that you get to do this in this day and age. And just thinking about that this this episode can help like someone or can like not necessarily help them, but like it can, well, yeah, help them steer them in like their, their right direction. Or if this ignites something in someone if this inspires you to like take a trip somewhere like that's it that's my job here is done that's my goal like my goal is to help you to to help you like basically see if traveling is your dream or if moving to another country is something that you want to do and then i want to help you do that through telling my story and then the way that i decide to do that is through video through having a podcast so yeah like that's that's what i love about like, having a podcast that's what I love about like helping others have a podcast is that 
they can help others through telling their stories. So, yeah. So that was my time while, while, well, basically just like waiting for the, like for the actual amount of time that it, it took me, or like that it had, that I had to be here to be able to become a Canadian citizen. So timeline wise, I'm just going to recap everything that I had talked that I had talked like until now because I feel like I have rambled a lot. So I made the decision of coming here. Everything was ready in three months. I had, we had our visas, our passport, everything, tickets booked. We moved here. We flew here. We flew to Vancouver. We were here for a year. My ex decided to leave. I decided to stay. Like during that first year, it was like half school, half working. And then my second year was when I, when like the things like actually started to click that I, this is actually my home. So then the, the third year and fourth year, it was me like just completing my, my education piece and then getting a post-graduation work permit and then applying for well, basically just finding a job that would help me apply for my permanent residence. And then after I got my permanent residence, like I just, I just had to wait. I just had to wait and be, be in the country for, I don't even, I think it's three years total, like after you get your PR. But then again, like you get, a, you have to calculate the days because it's, it, it's a certain, it's a set amount of days. It's anyway, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that you have to do. But again, like it's not, it's not difficult. It's just, it's a lot of work. And then, yeah, so I was eligible to apply in 2022 because, well, one of the things is that you have to be in the country for a certain amount of days. And then obviously if you travel, like you get those things like discounted, but then I couldn't travel because it was like in the middle of a pandemic. And I was like, I'm just going to wait and then apply for citizenship like before or not before, but, but when I actually had to apply like before, well, before my like vision like the day that I had envisioned because like probably like for me like I was going to be able to apply for citizenship in 2023 with all the trips that I wanted to take <laughs> but obviously like I couldn't take any because the world was closed so I was like okay fine like I'm just gonna again I'm just gonna focus on like being here getting like all the paperwork together and all the everything that I need to be able to apply for citizenship so I was a student I was in a student visa for two and a half years. And then I was on my work permit for another two years. And then PR from 2019 to 2022. So three years. And then I applied for citizenship. And oh my God, it was honestly like so surreal. Like me sending that application. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like it was. It was like, okay, let me just send this. Let me pay this money, even though I don't know when I'm going to get it. Because like at that time, when I applied, I applied in 2022. But when did I apply? Probably, I want to say in like November, December 2022. And they were taking, they were supposed to be taking. I remember that the wait time for Canadian citizenship, like to process the application was 27 months. So in my mind, I was going to have to wait for two years. Like I was going to have to wait two years to become a Canadian citizen. And I was like, okay, fine. Like whatever. Like I still, I can still travel places. Like it's fine. Like it doesn't matter. 
I was still like I could still travel places with my Venezuelan passport like again like not ideal because like you cannot go so many places with your Venezuelan passport because you basically need a visa to like everywhere you want to go it's so annoying but then I was like fine like whatever like I live here I'm a permanent resident like I have like really nothing to worry about so I'm just gonna wait so March 2023 is when I got my invitation to take the citizenship test. And I remember that I took it probably like the last day that I could take it. Because <laughs> they gave you like an amount of time that you like that you can't that you're allowed to take the test. And yeah, like I I studied like crazy. And when I say I studied like crazy, I basically just it I read the book like the booklet that they give you once and then I just did a bunch of tests on an app I'm gonna link the app on the show notes if you are like studying for your citizenship test like the really that's what helped me like I just did the test like I took the test on the app like over and over and over and over again until I got a hundred in all of them and then I and then I was like, okay, like I feel confident enough, like I'm gonna take this test. And I was really nervous, but then I got 20 questions right out of 20 questions. <laughs> and there was only one of them that, that I wasn't sure about, but literally like the, 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 the questions that are on the test are literally the same ones that are on the app. So really you can just study with the app and it's, it's gonna be great. So I applied for that. I took my test in, when was it? No, I want to say, oh, I don't even remember when it was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. So in March, 2023, was it March? Yeah, it was March. I think. Yeah. March. I got my invitation because they were like, okay, like we have all your paperwork, everything's ready. So we are inviting you to become a Canadian citizen. So the ceremony I kind of wanted to do like the in-person ceremony, but like the Zoom ceremony was like also really nice. It's so surreal when they tell you like, welcome home. I'm getting emotional right now. I'm tearing up just because it's, it's so crazy. Like it's all, you work so hard. You work so, so hard just to stay here and to basically become a Canadian citizen. Like it's, insane like the amount of work like i am really getting emotional right now <laughs> it's insane like the amount of work that goes into being into becoming canadian citizen like just to have another citizenship if some if you would ask me right now if i want to do it all over again i'd be like fuck no <laughs> well at this point in my life but like looking back like i wouldn't change anything honestly like it has been such an amazing journey like from the moment i got here until this day that I it's so worth it and I would do it all over again so yeah like that's that's where I'm at right now I got my Canadian passport I was able to travel to the states without having to go into secondary inspection because my name is very similar to a politician that is like in the list of like persons of interest in the states so every time that I would go, like I would get flagged and honestly, like it's such a pain in the ass. It's such a pain in the ass. 
it was such a pain in the ass. And the last time I traveled, like the guy like looked at my passport and he was like, okay, like you can go. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the States to the concert. And he was like, okay, cool. Have a great time. <laughs> like they didn't ask me any questions or anything. Like it was, it was just amazing. So yeah, I've been talking for an hour. <laughs> so this is going to be a very long episode. Well, this already is a long episode, but yeah, I, would I do it all over again? 100,000% I would do it again. Do I regret not going to Australia when I had the chance to? Kinda. But then again, looking back, like I wouldn't have the life I have here. Like my life would be completely different. Like it would be... It would be something completely, completely different. And I wouldn't have the friends that I have right now. I wouldn't have the relationships that I have right now. And honestly, I have loved even like there's a lot of ups, like really, really ups. There's a lot of downs because obviously like you're in a new country. You don't know anyone. You like there's a lot of things that that are not... I like, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, like there's a lot of things that you miss from home and you don't even realize that you miss them. Or for me, like I didn't even realize that I missed them because I feel like I left in such a bad, I don't want to say bad, but I feel that when I left, I was like, I am done with it. I never want to come back. Like I never want to, I never want to be here anymore. I basically like escape from my own country because I didn't feel like I belong. Like I wanted to just be somewhere else. And I just wanted to kind of like start from scratch. I don't know if that's the same situation that you are in right now, but that's the, the situation that I was like. I just wanted to escape my reality and I just wanted to start from scratch. And I just want a new beginning. And that's just basically what I got here. And... I I am absolutely in love with this city. I'm in love with my friends. I already told you that I would do it all over again. Honestly, just because of my friends, because they're fucking awesome. <laughs> Shout out to all of my friends. And yeah, my advice to you and like the key takeaway from this is that if you ever feel the pull to do something, even if it's just fucking scary, do it. Do it. Like, honestly, if it's a mistake, you're going to learn from it. Um, again, like I said, I told you, there's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs. But everything, everything, absolutely everything is so, so worth it. And it is hella scary, but it's so worth it. Like, you have no idea how worth it is. So, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was it for today's episode. I have been talking a lot. This is going to be like, this is a very, very long episode already. And yeah, I would love to know, are you planning on moving somewhere? Are you an immigrant? How was your experience? So let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram is at Mafe Salazar. And yeah, that's where you can find me hanging out. My DMs are always open. And I would love to connect with you. So yeah, we are... Right now we're only on Instagram, but yeah, like let's connect and let's let's figure this live abroad together. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It would 
make me the happiest person in the world if that you could rate and review the podcast if you like this episode or if you can share it in social media that would be even more amazing because that means that you read this episode and if you do please tag me so that i can repost it on my stories and yeah that's it for me today i hope you have an amazing rest of your day evening morning whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening to this podcast I love you and I will see you on the next episode. Toodles. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the From Tours to Local podcast. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it for you, share it on your favorite social media platform and please tag me at Mafis Alasar so I can reshare it. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms. I love to connect with all of you. I am on Instagram, TikTok, and if you want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon. All of the links can be found in the episode notes. Thank you again for the support and until the next episode.